0: the Lee Hecht Harrison Podcast, a place where we'll be sharing insights and discussions about workforce transformation and what that means to you, the people of HR.
1: The way in which chief executives and senior leaders are having to operate is changing. According to a study by PwC, UK CEOs are spending on average 4.8 years in their role. Back in 2010, it was closer to 8.3 years. This is a new low as we have dropped below the global average of five years. It shows CEOs do not have long to make their mark and are moving in and out of roles much more rapidly. Today, we're here to discuss why it is vital, now more than ever before, to have an exit strategy for CEOs and senior leaders. I'm delighted to be joined by our CEO of UK and Ireland, JC Townend. Thank you for coming.
0: Thanks, Greg. It's great to be here.
1: Do these statistics surprise you? Why why do you think the tenure of senior leaders is reducing in the UK?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's a trend across all employment levels. We're seeing, you know, trends of where people used to stay in one company for their entire careers. And now they're moving at lower levels every two to three years. And I think that trend is continuing at the CEO level. I also think companies and boards are becoming more impatient. It's a rapidly moving economy. And they want to see results very quickly.
1: Do you think that's a good thing? Or do you think that's a bad thing?
0: Oh, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, you know, it's a good thing in that companies aren't afraid to change. There are some CEOs that come in, and they come in to make a major change, and five years is about the right tenure for that. And then they're ready to move on, and the company's ready to move on as well. In some cases, a little longer is better. It gives some stability to the organization. The company knows where it's going. The shareholders know where it's going as well.
1: Because it's not just the boardroom as well. Sometimes the public eye can be quite um, difficult for CEOs and senior leaders. Do you find that as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the papers are full of what the CEO is doing for all the the major listed companies. Um, I think more than ever, the success or failure of the company is seen as the result of the leadership at the very highest level, and specifically the CEO. As executive pay goes up, there's even more scrutiny on um, our CEOs really earning their keep.
1: Do you think this is an experience just in the UK, or do you think this is more of a global trend?
0: I think it's absolutely global. You see it here. You see it in all of the developed countries, but you're even seeing it in developing countries as well, where there used to be long legacies of people in um, a family-owned or, or growing business for their entire career. Even that is changing in developing economies as well.
1: How do you think this impacts the organization? How do you think having to change the CEO and change the senior leaders more often is impacting the organization?
0: Yeah, it it can be disruptive. Um, you know, if you have a, even a 10-year tenure of a CEO, then the company knows where it's going. They have the vision. They understand what the priorities are. Every five years is a much more rapid change. A CEO comes in quickly. They want to make their, set their vision quickly and set the priorities for the company. They want to move that forward, and then they want to move on. Um, and so that can be really hard to keep up with for the executive leadership teams as well as the, the whole company underneath them.
1: And do you think this is a good thing for the senior leader or do you think that actually it creates quite an unnerving factor? Or do you think that's actually five years is a good amount for them to have an impact on the organization?
0: Yeah, it depends. I mean, the short termism can be difficult for, for stocks because it means, um, you know, if you think 30 years ago, if a CEO was going to be in post for a long term, 20, 30 years, they had the long term vision in mind. Sometimes when CEOs are now focused on short-termism, it means that they're trying to make an impact quickly. Because of that, they're not really taking the, the long-term investments that the business might need. I mean, it varies by industry. So if you're in like a, an energy or utility industry where investments are 30, 50 years, <laughs> you need that long-termism anyway. But as the economy moves more into IT and rapidly evolving technologies, that short-termism isn't necessarily out of line with what the company needs.
1: So you say the short-termism is actually quite a reflection of the sector or industry that the senior leaders are in.
0: Yes, absolutely. Although I have to admit, I was just in a speech with Dame Inga Beale uh, the other day, who, as you probably know, was CEO of Lloyd's of London for just about five years before she left this autumn. She was brought in to rapidly transform what was known as a probably one of the most traditional, old-fashioned, in a good way, industries in the UK. And so perhaps that kind of rapid transition was based on trying to make a rapid transition in a very traditional company.
1: Because there's a a number of different reasons that senior leaders or or CEOs have the five-year tenure or six years or four years. Um, It was also mentioned in the research that succession planning for CEOs exiting the business only happened 9% of the time. Does that stat surprise you?
0: Yes, it does, actually. I mean, most... um Uh, You know, most listed businesses nowadays require a formal succession planning process. Um, Most boards are requiring it and shareholders especially. So when I look at the statistic, I wonder what it means. I wonder if it means um, there was no succession plan in place or it wasn't a kind of timed steady succession over multiple years, but more of a, a rapid succession going to a plan that had been in place as a contingency plan.
1: Yeah. So I I guess in this scenario, there might have been a case where it was a rapid decision or more of a slower decision, but they just didn't have the plan in place where Mm -hmm. they were thinking about how to prepare for someone, a senior leader exiting the business. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think the stat on, if you're saying, you know, 91% of CEOs are leaving Without the company knowing who's going to take over, that's a very high number, and I think it probably speaks to the stat we were talking about in the beginning of the rapid turnover of CEOs in the industry. So, if people are leaving every five years, there's there's only a a, a certain number of um, CEOs out there to get, <laughs> and so there's it's going to take longer to to be ready to have someone to fill those shoes, whether it be internal from the company or coming in from the outside.
1: So what would you advise the HR community for those senior leaders and senior executives leaving the business, either on their own terms or a decision by the organization?
0: Yeah, I think it's important, regardless of the the reason for the transition, that the company, specifically the HR director, but the company is ready with a, a transition plan for transitioning the CEO out, as well as the new CEO coming in. And that successful Exit is just as important to the future success of the company as the new leader coming in.
1: And so, what makes a leadership transition different to non leadership ones? So, regular outplacement.
0: A leadership transition is much more much more visible within the company to the stakeholders, employees within the company, but also to the shareholders, the markets, the clients. So. Everyone is going to know what's happening to that leader, and they're going to be focused on that leader with a lot of attention. You know, the media and shareholders will be watching, and employees will be watching inside as well. You can't get away with doing that poorly. No,
1: no. And are there particular needs for the leader going through the process, and not just the organizational side, but the leader? What, what's the difference between um, them going through a transition to anyone else going through a transition?
0: A lot of companies offer uh, redundancy packages for their rank-and-file employees, which help them kind of land safely into their next role. And that's typically part of the severance package. At the leadership CEO, very senior levels in the company, there's a much different need because you wouldn't be giving them a typical career transition package where they learn how to use LinkedIn or create a CV or do an interview. What you're doing with those very, very senior leaders is helping them find their next role in the marketplace, and so it comes back to what we were talking about earlier, with uh, um, you know, it's a company is looking for a very particular set of skills at a very narrow window of time in the marketplace, and so that leader that's exiting a business needs to get themselves out in the market with the right branding strategy. At exactly the time that a, a company that's right for them is looking for that role, and that's a really delicate balance to hit.
1: And this is something you've experienced yourself.
0: Yes, I have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Sure. Um, you can probably tell I'm an American. I'm I'm in the UK because I was on an expat program. With my company, it was in global consultancy, and they moved me from Washington, D.C. to London to lead their Europe and Asia business. Uh, I was here for three years when it was time for me to go back to the U.S., and that just wasn't working on a personal situation. And so I was suddenly left in the position of not having a role in a new country and needing to find my next role in the marketplace. So I have definitely experienced the you know senior director transition.
1: And what do you think you learned most from that experience?
0: I think I learned most from the experience, you know, I did have a severance package with my company, as most senior executives would, and the HR director put into my severance package these transition services at the executive level. And when I saw it, I I have to admit, I didn't know what it was, and I certainly didn't think I needed it. I think most very senior executives are used to doing things on their own. They're used to being out there in the marketplace, being able to sell themselves, and I thought I would land my next role really fast. So the, the service they offered me was something called the Senior Directors Unit, which is part of Lee Hecht Harrison's global ICEO practice, which specifically works on transitions with very senior executives. So I showed up at the service with my CV in hand, expecting that I was going to work with a counselor who was going to revise my CV and help connect me to the companies that I was most interested in, maybe introduce me to a few headhunters. Um, boy, was I wrong? <laughs> um, so the, the SDU offers a broad suite of services of everything that you're going to need at a very senior level for that career transition process. And I think it comes down to, you know, one of the challenges that I talked about for companies is the same as it is for candidates. It's finding that connection, that opening in the marketplace at the exact time that you're looking for it, um, with the skills that you have, being matched to the skills that the company is looking for, and that's a challenge.
1: So I understand why this is good for you, JC, but why is it good for the organization?
0: As I was talking about earlier, it's really important for the company to have a very positive transition. So one of the things that I felt about my company is I continued to feel a very strong brand loyalty even after I left, and that was valuable in the marketplace. So I could position to the employees remaining behind as well as our clients and stakeholders that it was something good for the company, something I was happy about and something they could be happy about. And I continue to be a brand advocate today. So, you know, after I'd left the company, I was giving them recommendations of a salesperson they could hire, which they did hire. And another thing, just last month, I met with the president of a company here in the UK that I found out was actually an acquisition target of one of my prior company. And I was able to give them a really, you know, positive recommendation for the company and for the CEO. So I think the service gave me help to keep me feeling positive about the company and to continue to be a very strong brand advocate for the company today.
1: And um, what did you find most valuable about the SDU service that was given to you?
0: From the very first meeting, I realized the service has a real expertise and very high-level connections. Um, They've done this with thousands of executives. And uh, just because we as senior executives are successful in our roles and we're used to selling, it doesn't mean we know how to go about a job search at our level. I think, for me, the first step was meeting with the director to be signed to the right advisor, and I received an advisor with specific experience in the consulting and professional services area, that was my area. And then the next was exploring what to do next. And I hadn't even begun to consider the wide range of options available for me at this level whether you're talking about an executive role or a board role or a portfolio career or setting up your own business. And what I found is because this service offered um, support across all those options, whichever path I chose, I was supported along the way.
1: So JC, when you were looking for a new role, were you looking for a similar role in the UK or elsewhere?
0: I was particularly looking for a role in the UK, um, but one of the things I liked about the ICEO is that it is a global practice and it has um, connections in 60 countries around the world. So I myself, I ended up having interviews in Boston, in the US. I had an interview for a, a position that was in the Netherlands. So I wasn't limited to just opportunities within the UK. And as an international executive and an expat, that was really important to me.
1: So is it fair to say that your initial reservations when you went in changed completely going out of the service?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yes. And I think over the course of my transition, I experienced many of the services myself. So um, first I had a non-compete with my existing business. So I had to set up my own consulting business and I had everything from support on setting up my own website to, you know, business cards to marketing my company. The marketing ended up being so good that my company was listed in the FT's top 100 consultancy in the UK (laughs) that year. Um, But what I was really looking for was an executive role. And what I found most valuable was the networking. So my coach and the series of consultants in the SDU practice were able to connect me with about any senior executive I wanted to meet with in any industry. So from law firms to accountancies to Um, consulting companies to engineering companies. And in the end, I had more than 70 meetings with very, very senior executives, all willing to talk to me about the market and what opportunities might be available. In the end, that's what made the difference, because I ended up being in the right place at the right time. And uh, at the end of the day, I ended up having three different offers to choose from at the same time.
1: (laughs) How did that translate to you ending up working with LHH Penner?
0: Yeah, interesting. So I ended up, I took a managing director role of a, of an engineering consultancy and was very happy in that role. And one of my connections that I made from years earlier in the SDU was a headhunter, and I was meeting with him about a potential board role. And he happened to mention that the CEO role was open here at LHH Penna. And I loved the company and jumped at the chance.
1: Okay, great. Any final thoughts that you want to give advice to organizations who are going through changes with their senior leaders a lot and and changing their CEOs or the candidates themselves?
0: Yeah, I would recommend that if you are transitioning out senior executive that you don't try to do it on your own. It doesn't make any sense. I think you'd use a professional service that will link you to the right recruiting agencies that will help develop your personal brand, that will connect you specifically into companies and, more importantly, other senior executives up to the CEO level that have been in transition before that can give you the right kind of coaching through the process.
1: Okay, great. Thank you very much for your time, JC, and thanks for sharing your story.
0: Thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening to the Lee Hecht Harrison podcast. If you want to find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.lhh.com.
1: Produced by the podcast company.